Hi, this is Tandin, and welcome to the Radio of Resistance. To everyone who is practicing social distancing, this episode is dedicated to your patience and understanding, and to those of you who are fighting on the front line, doctors and nurses. This episode is dedicated to your strength and your sacrifices. Please do remember that we are all on the same side of the war, and the radio of resistance is here to pick you up and pull you through. So, in this week's episode, we will be discussing Leonard Cohen and his lifelong search for something to fill the void of depression and solitude. But well, let's get it all done with all the big words. After all, words that are just to be read and heard, and what can the big words do if they do not serve the above purposes? So, The Flame, a collection of drawings, notes, and poems slash song lyrics by the man of our longing heart, Leonard Cohen, the one with the infamous quotes, You want it darker, we kill the flame. Who is the you and who is the me? Apparently, there is a famous argument for those questions between Peter Dale Scott and Leonard Cohen, ever the rebellious man. I suppose there is a correct understanding of the phrase, but then, we all have the choice of another meaning, another understanding. After all, is being correct all the time that important? There will always be wrongs amidst the notion of praise. For example, take the moths turning to the flame. To us, the fate is but a silly and foolish one. And to them, that is the passion, the dreams, the hopes. Or like reaching for the extending hands of a lover who never loves us, an outsider's perspective will tell us how wishful we are. But how about us? I have a friend who told me his ordinary story the other day in an English nursing home, or perhaps it was the geriatric department of some hospitals. He said, you know, the only stories I heard from them was how regretful they were for not doing the things they love or saying the things they meant just because of stranger's view. And at that moment, I had decided I decided that I will not, under any circumstances, be that elderly and sickly person wishfully and regretfully looking back on my life in front of an, an ordinary psychologist's kid. Yes, there will always be wrongs amidst the notion of rights. The wrongs that we don't regret, the wrongs that we don't have time to regret, and the wrongs that we deeply regret. But in the end, like my dearest friend said, they will not matter to us anymore. So, the few. In the letter to Peter Dale Scott, the most vicious poem exchange ever, I suppose, Leonard Cohen wrote, If you have not been asked to squat above the dead, be happy that you are deaf and not something worse instead. He will make it darker, he will make it light, according to his Torah, which Leonard did not write. Ignoring the few between the intellectuals, if we can call it that, perhaps Leonard Cohen 
wished for us to check something in that darker for ourselves. Who said God wanted it darker? And who said we wanted it darker? And should we be happy that we are deaf, not something worse instead? Let's talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which seems to be the main theme of the film. Be it a veteran of war or a veteran of love, we are, after all, soldiers weathering a bigger world than our own selves. The world to live on, the world to survive, the world to exist and do not kill the flame. Let's talk about the veterans who whimper at the simple touch of a hand. How much courage do they have to muster just to open their eyes and wake up to live another day? Or let's talk about the veterans who whimper at a loud bang or the sound of fireworks. Something so beautiful can also hurt another person so deeply. Is it a flower they hear? Or is it the sound of their comrades die exploding? Perhaps you want it darker, or perhaps you want it light. And in this battle, where we face you brow to brow, we only hope to survive. Another tomorrow goes by, we wake up to the sound of the wind, and the sound of our comrades falling down, hoping that, in your mercy, we would not go down the same way. Don't go down the same way. This is a call to arm. Whatever you are waking up to, just don't go down the same way. Let's talk about Natsume Soseki with his famous work, Kokoro, which has served so many persons, and has served me. Kokoro may not be a stranger to many well-regarded literary readers, but I won't go too deep into analyzing the impressive work that stays above me, and above many other works. After all, that would be futile. A heart filled with wounds will always be larger than whatever I can offer. And we only focus then on the code that is relevant to what I want to discuss. Lonely man. Sensei said, And so I am glad that you come to see me. But I am also a melancholy man, and so I asked you why you should wish to visit me so often. In a sense, aren't we all holding the same melancholy hurt within ourselves? A hurt that's always doubting, always missing its kindness, always crying. Well, in a perfect world, there would be some cure for this melancholy that is cursing and crushing our hearts. But since this is not a perfect work, the cure can merely give the melancholy at bay. And that is totally fine. After all, only that melancholy can remind a wounded soldier of the love he once held dear. And Guan is a blue moon, the heart with the same melancholy, will ever so gently remind you that, oh, so the moon can be this beautiful and the sky can be this blue, and life can be this tender and loving. Like a mother to her children, the same melancholy will gather you up and tuck you in a blanket 
made of dreams. An almost lover you once had returns to your side, saying, "Maybe we should change. Whatever does everywhere, and in between us, let's change it." Or a long-distance friend you once lost, in between the lines of ignorance and death, comes back when you call, saying, "Take better care of yourself. You don't know how much you mean to me." And so. What choice do we have but to live on, in spite of ourselves? At the worst moment, there will always be a hand reaching out to carry us on. Be it our comrades or some sort of being higher than our comrades, they pick us up and pull us through. And so I have to disagree with Nato Mesuzeki. Of course, a melancholy heart will always find the chance to doubt humanity. Nevertheless, we also have the choice to believe. Believe that the ugly and fat cat will return to our side one day, purring and warming our tears away. Believe that the strangers we met on the street, who one day comes back, rattling us in the hand, and carry us through a wormhole of sadness and cold storms. Believe that one of these days, it'll be over. No matter what it is, how cruel, how hurtful, how malevolent, it will be over. And this also applies to my dearest friend. He said that there's a choice to believe or not to believe. Also, how shitty you think the Bible is? I laughed at it, but my dearest friend, this is my half-assed answer to your serious question. If I am left. With no choice, as you said, between doing the thing or die at gunpoint, I will fight against the gun and go my own way. Sure, I can bite off more than I could chew, but my friend, I will chew it up and spit it all out. Let there be choices, and let us choose the ending we want at least, because after that, there will be none of us no more. Anna Gavanda once wrote in her book. Life only better than when along the line of whatever doesn't kill you doesn't make you stronger. Whatever doesn't kill you doesn't kill you. Period. Perhaps at the initial reading or hearing of the quotes, you may think that the author's view is too pessimist. But no, it's the most positive thought that you will ever come across. Because you don't have to be stronger after surviving the fight. You only have to survive the battle, and that will be enough. Talking about one of these days, in my novel, and even if love was lost, chapter ten, I wrote in the same pessimistic, optimistic view. You are not the same man I saved on that rainy day, yeah. I smile, though I doubt that my smile can do anything to comfort me or him. And you don't like me right now. Does it even matter? I laughed. Because, yeah, like all of those one of these days we were talking about, I could never have you. Maybe we can't all have the one of these days of our dreams. And of course, thinking that simply reading more books and doing more good deeds will bring Lady Luck to our side is only wishful thinking. But does it ever stop us from dreaming?
the midst of Sisyphus, Amber Camus possessed that the moment we begin to hope is also the moment we begin to suffer despair. I have no right to go against who, perhaps, have been a testament to how life could be worse than it is right now. Nevertheless, I try to ask for permission to refuse to hope, only because who will suffer despair. If there were no darkness in the night, the moon would not shine so bright. And perhaps all the one of these days won't come through. Perhaps we will not live to witness a true happiness that is construed up through books and papers. But does it even matter? We go on to hope, and we go on to suffer despair. Perhaps we should all act in accordance with Leonard Cohen's wise words. It is so much fun to believe in G heaven D. You must try it sometime. Try it now. And find out whether or not G heaven D wants you to believe in him. As an atheist, I have little knowledge about religion. Thus, I won't argue with Nina Cohen or any representative of any religion. Nevertheless, There is one thing I will always happily agree to. Try believing. Whether the thing you want to believe in a religion or simply to believe in a lover who may never return, just try believing. And see if those things, if they want you to believe in them. Or perhaps like that kind of man Nina Cohen is tired of in a stranger song. We can all reaching up for the sky just to surrender. And then leaning on your windowsill, who'll say one day you caused his will so weaken with your love and warmth and shelter. And then taking from his wallet an old scattered of trains, he'll say, I told you when I came, I was a stranger. It seems that Lena Cohen would agree with Amber Camus. The hope that you had weakened his will with your love and warmth and shelter will not change the fact that he was and always will be a stranger. Does knowing that make you change your course of action? Make you close off your shelter, your love and warmth? Let me know your answers then. Send them on to the mailbox. T. P. D-I-N-H at testofsmallthings.com If you have a story you can't tell anyone, send it to the same mailbox. You should try believe in that mailbox sometimes. Then you can see if that mailbox believes in you. Oh, and before I turn up the mic, here is a poem to encourage all heroes in this time of social distancing and self-quarantine. Let's talk about the broken heroes, the ones fall at the battles, the ones full of scars, the ones who, on a rainy day, simply do not survive. Let's talk about the broken heroes, the ones who fall short of God's favor, or even human's favor. Or, or they don't have to be heroes, they can be just human, falling short of being human and falling short of survive. 
the worst they have been to, along with thunderstorms far beyond their capacity and too little weaponry to fight against them. The love they give to return to coldness, hardness, and cruelty of men. The sacrifices they make simply because their hearts are too big and life is too small. Let's talk about my sister, who hates a brand bully and keeps on forgetting the life that she lived since the start of time. Let's talk about how she is still trusting, but is never trusting enough to heal her broken heart. And yet, she persists, looking at her across the screen and across the ocean at the same time, smiling, faking a happy face. Don't worry, she says, and I think of all of us. Let's talk about all of us who have more than once in our life faking a don't worry, because what else is stronger than a fake don't worry? Let's talk about our strongest armor, let's talk about love and all the hopes that one day will turn into disappointments. But what can I say about all of those? I am merely a person whose heart grows weary, quicker than a century of loving and forgiving. But don't let me fool you into the trap of sentiments. Instead, just spare some of your hard times on talking about the broken heroes, about my sister, about us. If you want to read more of my works, please kindly check out the site testofsmallthings.com. I appreciate your consideration, no matter how small. So, bye for now. See you next week. And this is Tandon from the Radio of Resistance.